Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio Buck Perspective Podcast. Man, it has been literally two weeks. I have failed. I know I have, but man, there have been so many crazy things that has happened in my life. Uh, Mostly good, nothing horribly bad, but now, boy, the clarity and the amount of excitement and so many other things has finally tenfold meaning it has amplified itself in a way that I am just so excited about what is going on. Uh, the emergence of a company that I have not uh, spoken to in two and a half years. You guys probably have heard it sparingly throughout the podcast over the years. Uh, they have reemerged and I'm going to start teaching there on Tuesday and Wednesday, in addition to three days a week after that. Um, being able to get out of the house and preparing for Christmas and saving up for this and uh, just, man, being able to get some unbelievable sleep. Guys, it's 5.41 a.m. I woke up at 4.20 a.m. And this is because, man, I slept a hell of a lot last night. And, man, it's just so exciting knowing that, okay, I could finally go into the day full of energy. I got so many things on my hand and I could also, but, oh, man, it's just exciting. So I do apologize for being away but listen i am here today it is a beautiful friday and today i want to talk about making decisions i want to talk about the decision and a lot of the time man we go through these decisions in our life and it's always you know it it, it usually comes right in the moment it was like when i left my job in rungsit in my mind when I was, you know, uh, what is it, uh, making copies at a printer and the practice manager, Thai woman was there and the pseudo head teacher who was just nominated and forced to become a head teacher. And he hated my guts because I was a monster and I was so good and I was getting a lot of work and then he took away a lot of that. And I remember when uh, he's like, oh, we're going to have to have a meeting about what happened at uh, Toshiba, the company I was teaching at. And he, you, you know, I said, no, no, we, I have nothing to say. You literally removed me and you don't even back me. That's what I was saying in my mind. I was like, nah, I'm good. And he's like, if you want to continue working here, we're going to have to have that discussion. Right then and there was a decision. I said goodbye in my head. I felt that that tingling go right down my spine. I said, oh, you think I need you? You being a fake head teacher, you don't even have the authority to do such a thing. But you know what? You guys are undeserving of me. I made that decision, scared as hell, knowing that, man, there ain't going to be no one else in Bangkok that's going to hire a teacher like me, a black teacher like me. And to be honest with you, it was a journey in 20, uh, 2018. But I had to make a decision. Another time that that had happened was in 2014. I was standing in front of you, Ping. And I was going to plead to her, hey, you know what? Hey, I'll just stay here for one more year because obviously in 2014, they were just not hiring black teachers at the time. They just were not. They accepted just primarily white teachers. And I wasn't getting anything. And a lot of people had disappeared. And I was like, oh my God, man, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm trying to send emails over here, over there. I can't find anyone. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to stick here. So I went to her and for the first time, Ever since I met known her, 11 months since I had known her, this was like towards the end of September in 2014. I say, hey, you know what? I just want to stay, you know, I'll just stay here. And she had an attitude for the first time. And she said, no, we're going to have a meeting with everyone in your department, in my department. There are fucking three bitches 
who literally took part in groupthink. Okay, we call them the Manupa. And they did not like me because I did not bow down to them. I was not a slave to them. I wasn't going to be micromanaged. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to. You're not going to tell me to do this and do that. They're like, oh, you're getting privacy, so you don't even care about your students here. I'm like, first and foremost, fuck you. Number two, these students here, they have zero futures. I'm at a technical college. These students are engaging in machete fights at the school motherfucking cafeteria. Are you shitting me? And so with all that being said, when she said, oh, we're going to have to have a meeting and you have to tell them why you want to stay here. And I said, you know what? No, I'm done. And that was the last time I ever spoke to her, 2014. That's a decision. When I had to leave Chantaburi because it felt like I was becoming depressed because I was literally dealing with one of the most hateful, vindictive, nasty individuals I've ever met in my life. Okay, aside from obviously government officials and stuff like that out here, they're, they're still the worst. And a, a lady who I had worked with uh, in Australia a very long time ago, the biggest bitch on the planet. But I remember... She just thought that she could just have absolute control over me, over my emotions, over my happiness. This teacher who hired me and looked down on me and paid me less because I was black and told me in my face, oh, I'm going to pay you a little bit less because you're black. The other two teachers are white. The parents want those teachers. That entire province, the disgust of who those people were, I had to make a decision. I had to get the fuck out of there. And so it comes right in the moment often it sounds like when you're exhausted with bullshit like what i had to deal with when you're tired with bullshit i had to deal with when you're bludgeoned from life <laughs> like when life is beating you and beating you or in this case i guess you could just say these nasty individuals who are testing your character are beating you and beating you and when you went through that and you don't want to go through that anymore you went through that on a routine basis and you realize you know what there is more to life than this. Another side story I want to hurry up and tell you is I saw a lot of African Americans in the comment section and I heard something about, you know, these two you know, news anchors and stuff like that. And this guy, literally, Shannon Sharp, NFL Hall of Famer, worked aside this other guy who's not even, he's not even, he doesn't even need to be mentioned. But he was saying, listen, to be honest with you, in the seven years that I stayed there, we only had brunch one time. And I'm just looking at it from a from a workplace environment, if I'm sitting across from someone for two hours a day, looking them in the eye, debating whatever the garbage was, at the very beginning, it was about sports, and then it was like literally the TMZ of sports, people's tweets, and I felt so bad because it felt like he was being more boxed in and boxed in and boxed in to talk about some of the most dumbest, trivial bullshit you could ever imagine, and what I ended up realizing was if I'm going to sit across from someone and then when the cameras go off, he says nothing to me and none of these different things, I'm, I don't want to be in a workplace like that. I, I just don't. And some people are like, oh, you know, don't make friends with people at work. This is, I don't know who the fuck told you guys this, but at the same time, I can implement exactly what happened at that tutorial center with the practice manager and the guy who said, oh, if you want to continue working here, there was a snake that had come into that job in 2015 from the Netherlands. And I told the practice manager, I said, don't let him in here. He's going to destroy everything. He's going to rip the insides of this place inside outward. And she let him in. 
Next thing you know, he started Googling my name because I wasn't bitching with him along with all the other teachers. And he was like literally demon, like he was degrading me. He had very, very condescending comments towards me. And I'm just like, ah, I don't want to be around this motherfucker anymore. Started taking up personal development in early 2016 and got the hell away. And guess what? I ended up being the biggest talk in that language center throughout 2016 and everyone got jealous. And then next, you know, they started trying to figure out things. So from my perspective, going back to what that comment was and saying to myself, Marcinio, am I just going to keep putting up with this? Is there more to life than this? I'm walking in 2017. I began walking through a place, probably beginning July, August, or September. I began walking through here, not saying hello to the staff. Hadn't spoken to the practice manager in months prior. And she was a little topsy-turvy, didn't speak to any of the teachers. And I had asshole students on top of that. Is there more to life than this? And it wasn't until that meeting right there where I said, you know what? I'm getting the fuck out of here. Because... When I finally moved away from there, I felt so much better. But when I had to work there in those last couple of months, every time I approached that area, I had chest pain. I had anxiety, extreme anxiety. That's not a way to live. This is not how I want to do. This is not how I want to feel and live. This scene of my life is not what I will relive over and over. You know, and sometimes when you hear this decision and this intuitive nudge, it scares you to death. But to be honest with you, you're going to have to take a step back and say, wait, I don't want this job. I don't want this person in my life. I don't want this life. I don't want this way of living or being, living in that condo, around that job area, where every time I would walk down the hallway Older Thai women would look at me and hurry up and open their door and get inside and lock it like a Chinese <laughs> Chinese approach to everything. I can't do that. It's going to hit you in a different way. And sometimes you're probably not even going to think it through. But then at the same moment, you're like, I don't give a fuck what the ramifications are of this decision, but I'm getting out of here because this way of feeling, this is not how I want to feel on a routine basis every day. But sometimes we have a tendency of disguising this voice, right? You heard it and you translate it into maybe something else. You know, it's kind of like uh, when your wife says something or your partner says something or someone says something, you're like, oh, no, we'll get there next year or maybe next year or maybe next time. You're disguising the voice that's really there. And that voice is this is not how it's supposed to be. As soon as you accept that voice, a confrontation is required. There's a decision that intelligence happens. The knowing happens. The feeling happens. And instead of going, you know what? Whoa. Let me explore that. Let me dive deeper into it. Let me journal on that. Let me talk to a friend about that, a therapist, a coach. Instead, we have a tendency of going, oh, I'm fine. I can endure this. You hear that? I can endure this. That's exactly what my, my, my wife's friend. We're going to be having a lot of parties, Christmas parties and stuff coming up because we're going to be decorating the hell out of this house. It's going to be the most incredible, extraordinary Christmas of all time. And I told my, uh, what is it? I told my wife and, you know, she was telling me about one of her close friends. And to be honest with you, she was working at this international company, but there was a Thai woman who was uh, her boss, who was a total piece of shit. And then she was in a toxic relationship, fell under depression all last year until finally towards the end. She said, you know what? 
I'm not going to mess with this guy anymore because he is uh, absolutely undeserving of me. And then after that, what ended up happening, man, my fucking fish are absolutely fighting. These guys are clowns. Anyways, keep focusing. And then after that, what ended up happening was she dropped a job and she feels a hell of a lot better now. Bought a new car, feeling good, has a new job, and she is feeling on top of the world. Got to make a decision. Life isn't to endure that garbage. And a lot of poverty mindset and poverty-stricken people on the internet, on Twitter, they would say, man, I'll do anything for a million dollars. That's a poverty mindset. I was just listening to Mel Abrams on Growth Day, as a matter of fact, and he was like, listen, it's not about the money. It's more about the purpose behind that. You can make all that money and you can achieve those goals and set even higher goals. I'm going to make this much, this much, this much. But what you do with the money is everything. The purpose behind that money is everything. He told a lady, he told the story of a lady. She's like, oh my God, I hit my mark. I got so much money. But her voice was very, very monotone. And Mel Abrams was like, I don't think you're very excited. She's like, yeah, yeah because well, what now? Do I set even higher bars? He's like, no, 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 let's go back to the purpose. What was your goal with making this money? Next, you know, she started taking out loans and she started helping. I think she helped 5,000 women in terms of micro loan or I forgot what it was, but she was able to generate enough money to help 5,000 women in impoverished nations. And then at the very end, she said, my heart is full. See what I mean? The purpose is everything. If you chase money, it's a short lived victory. Go look at all the clowns out there on Wall Street. Sure, you could party all you want, but you guys know that your purpose in life is disgusting. You will always and forever be known as the monsters of society. Even the people who are engaged in gambling businesses and all that bullshit out, out here in Thailand, same thing. And to be honest with you, a lot of people have it worse. I don't like this. The next thing you know, you end up drinking, a, a whole, I don't know, four bottles of whatever it is. You're just masking the problem. You're masking the amygdala, right? You're 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 masking, uh, and you're amplifying that feeling without having and without like like diving into the crazy and diving and saying, you know what, this isn't right. We live in a society today where you have to accept your total self. Hell no. If you're screaming at your wife, that's not okay. That part of you that's rude and dismissive and awful and violent, that's not okay. There's a set of things that are happening probably in you. And you have to choose to change that set of things. Where we are and how we live comes from ambition, mindset, and relationships. Habits, love, focus, work, discipline, the people you're around. Those are the most important things. And at the end of your life, you're always going to be you're always going to be judged on who the people are in your relationships. And I'm going to give you guys this last thing before I close it out. Just a couple of weeks ago, one of the teachers, my South African warrior, as a matter of fact, known him for four years. He began slouching over even more and it felt and seemed like he lost so much weight. Heavy smoker. And the next, you know, his condition deteriorated over the years, uh, over the months, over the weeks. Got worse and worse. Two weeks ago, had a conversation with him. He was like, man, I feel terrible. He said, yeah, the doctor said I have just uh, two to four years to live. Fibrosis, this, that. He said, I lived a great life. I'm 70. And I'm just like, whoa. It put everything into perspective. 
here's a South African teacher out here working in Thailand, doing things that, you know, uh, you know, teaching and doing things back in, on the continent of Africa and stuff like that and helping people and teaching and all these other things. And, well, he it seems that he's at the end of his life just yesterday. Now he's in ER. I don't know if it's going to be two to four years. It could be two to four weeks. That's the end of a life. And at the end of your life, all of this money shit and all of these different things are not going to matter anymore. But it was the decisions that you made up until that point. Did he live a full life? Sounds like he did. Very unfortunate. It's it's a tra it is tragic. I'm probably going to be in a haze for about a week. But it's the end. And so whether you're 20 or 30 or 40, please make that decision. Because you have a life and you don't want to regret it being at 65 saying, oh, my God, my health has deteriorated because of this or because those decisions I never made. I'm your host, as always, over and out.